Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So really, in my opinion, you got two guys in the NFL, guys that want to win championships and will do whatever they can to secure a deal and that's beneficial for themselves and their team, and guys that want to get paid. And someone got paid yesterday. Well, they did indeed, and that's Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles at an all-time record salary. It's an extension of his contract, a five-year extension that's worth $255 million. $255 million over a five-year period comes out to $51 million a year. That is an all-time record, and of that amount, you're saying, okay, yeah, maybe he got that much, but how much is guaranteed? How about $179,300,000? That is guaranteed money. <laughs> oh, brother. My question is, what's that do to the salary cap? But I think probably more uh, of more enlightening circumstances is where is this money come from, uh, coming from? And it's television. The huge new TV contracts that the NFL has signed are providing an overwhelming amount of money for these players, and you can get away with a salary like this. Now, as far as the salary cap, what the Eagles will do is extend that over a five-year period and restructure some of the others and make it worthwhile. Is Jalen Hurts worth that? Well, they seem to think that he is. A five-year extension for a quarterback who got them into the Super Bowl last year and actually out-statisticed everybody on the field, even though his team lost. So Philadelphia seems to think the future is with him and Jalen Hurts, one-time Alabama, one-time Oklahoma, All-America, Heisman Trophy winner. He will be, in fact, the quarterback of the future and the highest-paid player in the game. Wait a minute. What about Patrick Mahomes? He is now number six on the list. He's only making $45 million a year. But Mahomes is the type of guy whose attitude is such that he doesn't, he, he, hey, he's got money. My goodness sake, what more could you want? Furthermore, he's got a lot more with the ancillary rights like the commercials that he does. But he doesn't, he's not going to, that's not going to phase him. His ego is not involved there. His ego is in winning the games. And that, in fact, is where the whole basis lies. And that's exactly how I started this conversation out because he can take the money and make it work for him and win championships. But I know you bleed green and white. So as a fan of the team, how do you feel about this? I think it works. Philadelphia got there. Uh, I was under the impression, and it was my own impression, that when Philadelphia and Kansas City play this year, it would be the opening game of the season. I'm told by folks up in KC that probably won't happen because the TV networks are probably gearing more toward that being a bigger game at midseason. But the fact of the matter remains, they will play again and again in Kansas City this time. It will be a very interesting matchup because Philadelphia remains a very good football team, but it isn't a one-person operation. It is a team operation. And how those leaders react is how a team will manifest itself on the field. Absolutely. We'll wait and see if that pays off for them. All right. Can one person... And a ton of publicity create a major turnaround with the football team. You think well, that's possible? Well, the folks at Colorado are about to find out. They have sold out their season tickets for the 2023 campaign, the first time in almost two decades 
that Colorado, which has just not been very good at all. They were 1-11 and last year, one win and 11 losses. So here comes Coach Primetime, Coach Prime, he calls himself, Deion Sanders, in, and has taken over the head coaching. Now, has he done anything on the field yet? Well, he's brought in some pretty good players on paper. Have they played yet? No, they have not. But the fans in Colorado are enthralled by this move, bringing Deion Sanders in as head coach. Deion, <laughs> Deion is a reporter's dream because he doesn't stop talking. And indeed, <laughs> that, that, kind of, that kind of publicity has generated a lot of enthusiasm out in the Rocky Mountains. Will it work? And will he be able to coach a good team? I was told by an individual who had some association with Sanders at Jackson State who told me, Ned, he's not the coach. It's his assistants who are the coaches. All he is is the one generating the primetime attitude from the public and so forth and so on. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can get it done, do it. Well, Colorado's first game, their opening game this year is on the road. That's at Amon Carter Stadium. Amon Carter Stadium, Mike, is on the campus of Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, and that's who they're playing, TCU. Don't look now, but TCU played for the national championship, got blown out by Georgia, but nonetheless had a magic year last year. That's who the Golden Buffs from Colorado opened with on the road. See how good they are. Yeah, that's going to be a big-time test <laughs> right out of the gate for them. Uh, we'll see. We will see. I'm kind of on your side on that whole conversation, though. All right, uh, last but not least, a lot of us, of course, are done with hockey because the Blues are also done. But that doesn't mean hockey's done. Stanley Cup playoffs happening. Who's opening up the playoffs? They had four matches yesterday. And, of course, the Boston Bruins, who had the best record in the NHL, get a win. So did the Carolina Hurricanes. So did the Los Angeles Kings. And the Minnesota Wild, they upset the Dallas Stars, who were favored in that thing. But it's best of seven, long way to go. So both the Cardinals and Royals had a game last night. Who got the dub? Neither one. Wow. This, this, is, this is a little disturbing to me. The Arizona Diamondbacks, who heretofore have been kind of a doormat in the National League Western Division and National League period, uh, are suddenly emerging as a pretty good young team. I don't think they're going to win anything in terms of championships or maybe get in the playoffs, although the playoffs are protracted. But over and above all that, it's a much better team than has been the case. They're pitching Merrill Smith, who was the <laughs> United States starter in the World Baseball Classic. He's the Arizona Diamondbacks ace right now out of Arizona State University. He shut down the Cardinals for most of the game. They get to the seventh inning, and uh, Arizona has a 2-1 to one lead. Load the bases with one out, and a kid named Paven Smith slams one. A... <laughs> A grand salami that ended up in the right center field seats. Big time shot. Haven Smith was an All-America at Virginia, National Championship Team Virginia, and uh, is now emerging as the first baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you know who he replaces as the first baseman? Paul Goldschmidt, who is now on the other side playing with the Cardinals. Okay, here's Paven Smith. Blasts one into the right center field seats, and the Diamondbacks get a 6-3 win over the Cardinals. That starts a three-game series. They'll play again tonight and then tomorrow at noontime. Now, the Kansas City Royals, they, <laughs> what on earth has happened to their offense? They have none at the moment. They got one hit last night by the uh, Texas Rangers. 4-0 Texas wins. It's kind of a Pyrrhic victory in a way for Texas because Jacob deGrom, their very highly paid ace, 
from the New York Mets had to leave the game in the fourth inning with some uh, oh, pectoral problem of some sort, but that didn't stop the Rangers. They're still hitting the ball and getting great pitching. No Kansas City to one hit and win 4 nothing. Kansas City's offense is just going into the deep freeze. They have none. That's their seventh loss in the last eight games. Not looking too good. Not looking too good. But one thing that is good is uh, Wayno's going to be down here for a little rehab this week, isn't he? He pitches tomorrow, as a matter of fact, when the Springfield Cardinals play the Midland Rockhounds, who are the double-A farm club of the absolutely woebegone Oakland A's. Anyway, Wayno will be on the mound. That's a noontime start tomorrow over at Hammond's Field. It's a daytime game, obviously, noon being in daytime. He will be on the mound and probably pitch, oh, I'm going to guess, maybe four or five innings. He needs, it, it's kind of a strategic placement by the Cardinals to have him pitching on Wednesday as opposed to tonight. And that's because it puts him back in the rotation. And the Cardinals, were, that doesn't mean he'll be back next week. It could, depending on how he is. But that's where he is slotted in the rotation to pitch on that Wednesday, which would follow five days later to be back again. Well, we'll see how that works out. But that's why he gets to start tomorrow at noontime. Wonder if he's going to do a little singing too. Might he can sing the national anthem? <laughs> Guy's got up some pipes. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, NBA playoffs, of course, uh, rolling right now. Who's the team to beat? Well, there, Denver, in my opinion, is the team to beat. They did not play last night. Both there were two games. Philadelphia defeated the Brooklyn Nets, and that gives the Philadelphia 76ers a two games to none lead. And the big surprise, and it's not because they have the home court advantage, the Sacramento Kings. This is the old Kansas City ball club, Kansas City Omaha Kings from years and years and years ago. They knocked off the Golden State Warriors again, and Sacramento has a two-games-to-none lead over Golden State, the former one-time NBA national champion. Golden State not playing very well at all, and Sacramento is. See what happens. Still, it's best of seven, and Sacramento needs two more wins. Kings might be the sleepers in this Might, thing. might be. We, They're not yeah. a bad team. We'll see what happens then. You have a great Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow.